Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Welcome to Crossroads Church. Glad you are here with us today in person or online. It's, uh, we're nearing the end of uh, February and wanted to just bring a little conclusion to, to the sermon series that we've been doing here called God's Love. And over the last few weeks, we've looked at different passages uh, there was one where, where Jesus encountered Nicodemus, who was a, was a Pharisee, looking for more information, a little bit doubting his own faith at that time, and Jesus uh, shared with him using some tough love. And then, then the next message I preached was, was on the prodigal son and a different kind of love, uh, God's kind of love that will, will chase us down and go after us. Uh, even before we come back to him, and it's just an amazing type and a different type of love. And then, and then last week I shared with you on, on how Jesus washed the disciples' feet right before the, and the crucifixion, his arrest and crucifixion, and later ascension. And, and it was one of those types of love that, that they didn't understand at the moment. Why would their rabbi, why would their teacher, why would their master be washing their feet? And Jesus told Peter, one day you will understand. And it was that one day you will understand kind of love. And, and we equated that to the love of a parent with a child and how they get it later when they have children of their own. So you've got this, this tough love and a different kind of love and, and this one day you'll understand kind of love. And, and truthfully, Scripture is packed from Genesis to Revelation and describing. It's, it's really 66 books describing the love of God. We couldn't really narrow it down to four weeks and four chapters. The love of God is present and moving and touching us every single day. And every passage of Scripture is a reminder of his love. And so today, as I try to bring some kind of conclusion to, to at least this theme, but not necessarily ever being able to, to conclude how much we see of God's love in Scripture, I'm going to be reading out of John chapter 15. John chapter 15, uh, verses 9 to 17. The Bible says, and Jesus talking to his disciples, he said, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love, and when you obey my commandments, you abide in my love. Just as I obey the Father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. And Jesus is... Jesus is teaching here to the disciples, and it comes really after a passage where he talks about abide, and, and he, he talks about how, how a vine and the connectiveness to the vine is and to this root system and how, how we are connected to God and how, how this, this love of his, we're to, to abide in that. And he continues it in this teaching, and he says we're to abide or remain 
because he is remaining and abiding uh, with his love uh, for the Father. Anyways, Jesus keeps going down this passage. He says something I thought was pretty interesting. He says, I chose you. So, so think about it. We, we, we've looked at God's tough love and, and, and kind of talked about how, how it's important to have tough love, an, an easy, softer, almost watered-down type of love isn't really what we're looking for. Um, this tough love brings us to a greater understanding of how much God loves us. And then, and then just this different kind of forgiving love that we see in the story of the prodigal son. And then this servant type of love when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Well, now here Jesus is reminding them. He says, I chose you. It's this I chose you kind of love. And, and this kind of love is an amazing kind of love. Th- think, about th- think about it this way. When, and, the, and the best way I could see this in, is when, when I had my children, I, I didn't expect or know how they were going to come out and how they were going to be, their personalities. But think about a parent that is unable to have children and they adopt. They, they choose a child. And I think sometimes that kind of love is... Uh, and I know there's, there's all kinds of, of challenges and costs, and, and adoption is just is complicated, and, and it comes on the heels of, 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 of children who, who sometimes are, are being given up by their parents and, and all those conflict of emotions. But when you think about a family that adopts a child, they're choosing to bring this, fam- this child into their family. It's an amazing kind of love. It's it's, a, it's the sacrificial, it's an, an, it's an amazing love. And, and we see this demonstrated in Scripture that we weren't born Jews. We weren't born with the promise that he gave to Abraham. We've been adopted in. This is, it's this I chose you kind of love that God is giving to us. He's extending this to us. And as Jesus shares this with the disciples, it's going to be the same message that's going to pass down through the centuries. And it's going to come right into our hearts and right into our lives today. Is, is God saying, I chose you. I want you to be part of my family. And, and, and this is um, this, this illustration of God's love, that he wanted you. And if, if we don't really get anything else in this passage, and there's a lot that's going on in this passage, but if we don't get anything else, let's, let's get the idea that, that God loved us so much that he chose us that he invited us to be part of this family of his. The I chose you kind of love is what we're seeing here. He he says in this passage, he says, as I've remained in God the Father through love, that's that's how I want this relationship to be with you and me. He says, I've told you all of these things. In fact, he says in verse 10, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. He, he says, I've done this so that you will overflow with joy. Now, now think about that. If, if you and I know that we're loved and that God cares for us and he's going to remain in, in, in this relationship with us, it's, it's, it's this idea that we will never be forgotten. See, when God chose us, he said, I promise to never forget you, to never leave you, to never forsake you. Early on in the, in the writings of Moses in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, when we see that they're, they're laying out the laws and the expectations for the people as they leave slavery into the promised land, uh, it's, it's recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 7. 
It says, know therefore that the Lord your God is God. The faithful God who keeps his covenant and steadfast love to those who love him and keep his commandments. In other words, it's the fact that he chose us says, I'm going to remain in a relationship with you and, and you're going to remain in a relationship with me. And he says, he says this, God keeps covenant or God keeps his promise and his this steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments for a thousand generations. It's this, I'm not going to forget you. I chose you not to forget you. I chose you to remember you. I chose you to be in relationship with you, not to forget you. When God chooses us, it's because he's saying, I'm not going to forget you. It's not some whimsical kind of a love. The I chose you kind of a love is, is thoughtful. It's precise. It's, okay, I've thought through the consequences of this. I mean, think about this. God has thought through the consequences of loving us. He loved a people that would reject him. He loves a people, he loves us, you and I, who occasionally, more than occasionally, forget to even call out to him and thank him and to spend time with him. He says, but I will never forget you because I remain in the Father and, and I'm gonna remain with you. In fact, he told his disciples, I will remain with you to the very end of the age. And, and he says, because of this, he says, may your joy be filled. There's something amazing about knowing that you and I won't be forgotten. We'll be filled with joy. We'll be, we'll be reminded that he's never gonna leave us. The, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 51 to 52, it says, but they shook off the dust from their feet against them and went on to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says this, I chose you kind of a love is, is a love that's gonna give you and I joy. Now, when we think about joy, I'm sure there's moments that bring us great joy. Uh, moments when, when someone says they're thankful for something we've done and that makes us happy. Maybe it's a, a gathering of friends and family that gives you joy. But the passage I just read out of Acts chapter 13 was an occasion where the disciples were, were, were telling other people about Jesus, about God's love, and they were rejected. In fact, they were run out of the town. And the scripture says they shook off the dust from their feet and they moved on to the next town. It says they were filled with joy. It wasn't that they were filled with joy that these people had rejected God. It was they, they were filled with joy because they had this relationship with God that surpassed when something bad was happening. When something bad happens to us, do we lose our joy? Do we get deflated? The scripture says there's something about the I chose you kind of love, that connecting us to God that says, I chose you to even have joy when you're rejected, to even have joy when other people don't get it. And, and, and Jesus, as he's talking to his disciples in John chapter 15, he says, I chose you. I chose you so that you would realize that you're not going to be forgotten. I chose you so that you'd be filled with joy. Let, let's keep reading. Let's go back to John 15. It says, he says, there's no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. Now, the disciples at that time didn't know that he was going to lay down his life um, when he would die on the cross. But he's setting the stage. They're going to go back and reflect on that. And he says, this is God's kind of love. It's, it's a friend lays down his life. He's willing to die for his friend. And Jesus is, is saying to us, 
This is how much I love you. I chose you. I'm not going to forget you. I want you filled with joy, but you've become my friends, and I'll do whatever I can for for you, my friend. And, And then he says this, you're no longer called slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. He's saying that the relationship is closer and closer. This relationship with Jesus is because he chose us. We're in friendship with him. We're not only part of his family, we're his friends. And and he said in verse 16, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So, So Jesus says, I chose you to go and do great things because I've started this friendship with you and because you are now in friendship with me, you can ask anything in my name and I will be with you and I'll do it. Now, and I know that opens up a whole series of other questions. Uh, we can talk about God's will and why God answers some prayers and not other prayers. But what Jesus is saying to his disciples is, because I chose you, there's certain things that come along with this friendship. And, and he says that, that you're going to go on and do great things. I, I don't know about you, but when, when I think about being a Christian, I don't want to be an average Christian. I don't want to be a Christian that just says, oh, okay, I checked a box and believed in Jesus. I checked another box and went to church. I checked another box and gave some tithes and offerings. I checked another box and did this or did that. I want to to be so connected to Christ that that what is said in, for instance, John chapter 14 would, would be applied to me. Look what it says. And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these he will do. Because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus said, I chose you to not forget you. I chose you to be filled with joy. I chose you to do great things. I want to do great things for God. I don't want to just get to the end of my life and say, ah, it was average. I want to do great things for God. And the Bible says that's a promise for us. As Christians, if we put our faith and believe in him, then we can go on to do greater things. Wow, but did you see all the things Jesus did? Do you remember reading all the things Jesus did in the Bible? Yeah. And he says, because I chose you, you can go on and do greater things. Why? So that God can be glorified through the Son. The I chose you kind of love that we see in Scripture is so that God can continue to get glorified, so that you and I would remember that we're not going to be forgotten, so we can be filled with joy even when we feel rejected, so that we can go on and do great things and live a life full of purpose. God's love fills us and leads us to great things. Would you bow with me wherever you are, whether you're here with us or you're watching online, and, and would you just kind of recap in your own mind God's love for you? And, and maybe you've not thought about it too much lately, and maybe you didn't even watch any of the other, the other messages in the series, and today you're just picking in or jumping in with us here on this, this idea that, that God chose you. I want you to just bow and think a little bit about what it means that the God of the universe chose to be in relationship with you. Let's pray. Jesus just as you said to the disciples, come and follow me. And you chose them to be your disciples and that they followed you and that they believed that you are the Son of God. For many of us, whether gathered online or gathered in person, 
we have made this decision that we too believe that you are the Son of God and that one day you are coming back for your church. But Lord, until that day happens, until you come back, would you remind us that you have not forgotten us, that we, are, that, that we can be joyful in all circumstances and that, that you've called us to a purpose. You've called us to do great things, to produce and to multiply. God, I ask today that, that you would just be especially sensitive, moving in our hearts and reminding us that, that you chose us. And this is an amazing, amazing thing. Lord, we praise you today. We give you glory. We thank you for your love. And uh, I just pray that you would help us to love you the way you, to be deserve, you deserve to be loved. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church.